Hello, Juicy. Hello, Maxify. Welcome or welcome. Thank you. Thank you. You're, you're you too. Welcome. This, so yeah. <laughs> How <laughs> are you? Uh, I'm, I'm good. I, I think we had so much fun last week with uh, Caroline. It was uh, yeah, very nice. It to was a here. blast. Yeah. yeah, it was really it was really cool. It was really fun to have her here. And uh, this will be definitely the uh, the first in uh, a couple, I would say. Yeah. Yeah, I mean we um it's it's nice to have guests because uh it's always nice to get some other views and uh stuff that we might miss have missed in our talks and and all that. So that makes it a lot of fun and very interesting to interact with these new people. I think yeah, it's uh, it was very nice to have her here to be honest. So we have to thank her for being here. And Yeah, thank uh, you, Caroline. Yeah, enriching our podcast with uh, more information to game developers and such. So yeah, it was a true pleasure actually. Um, yeah. But this week something new. I mean, we're gonna talk about politics. There's been a lot of discussions about you know Epic Apple. We talked about some some stuff in cloud gaming earlier um, in earlier uh, episodes, but. Um, yeah, the I guess the the Epic and um, Apple fight is pretty. Um, I I'm, I don't want to say popular because it sounds too positive, but it is epic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know I I'm usually not into that politics that much because I I find it kind of hurts gamers at the end of the day to be honest. Uh, at least this does and um, it feels like there is an agenda there I, I don't want to take sides here I'm gonna be pretty neutral for this one I think yeah. you know you know you kind of know my my opinions uh, we're gonna <laughs> talk about that as well yeah um, but so let's let's talk a bit about the background between the uh, of the fight between Epic and Apple because so Apple takes 30% of they they have this strict rules I, I don't know if you checked it out at, at some point I was I had this forum discussion with a couple of guys um, on you know Apple making special deals because they have they have done that uh, for for different corporations like Amazon uh, where they dropped their 30% fee to 15% and um, now I guess Epic wanted the same they wanted the same treatment for Fortnite, and so what happened is what happened was that they introduced a sort of direct payment inside epic uh, inside Fortnite. sorry i i know that you can you can buy something in Fortnite. i'm not a huge Fortnite fan our listeners will know this i i don't it's not <laughs> that <laughs> well, you, you might know, as well just get out <laughs> get it out there <laughs> yeah so you can buy something in game i don't know if it's like fortnite currency or something but you can buy something for real money like you can do you know in league of legends and all that you can buy what's it what's it called in in, in league cosmetics you can buy cosmetics it's basically a, a yeah but i was thinking about the currency in league of legends yeah or the uh, fortnite in league of legends you have the right points the rps right. yeah yeah so I, I guess it's the counter or equivalent to that anyway in Fortnite. Yeah. And they introduced a way of buying it directly, um, bypassing Apple's in-app payment. And that resulted with Apple saying, well, this is in, the, in, in breach of contract and we're going to remove your game from the App Store, basically, which is, you know, Fortnite, I think, I don't know if we, we, we talked... I don't know if it's recorded or not, but we after an episode we talked about the most popular games in the world because we were kind of I think it was after Zelda the Zelda talk or something. Yeah, I think um, it was. And it is recorded. Okay, yeah. Yeah, that uh, was the last question you asked what is the most popular game and uh, I said it was Fortnite. Yeah, cuz they they do have over 100 and 100 million players. Um and a lot of players are mobile players as, as well so they're they're really getting hurt by this and if people are wondering what it's about it's basically uh, uh, you know you can't be sure but epic asked apple to drop their fee from 30 to 15 percent and they didn't want to do that so 
then they introduced this direct payment thing and then Apple said, well, this is in breach of contract, which it is, um, and they withdrew the game. And then it seems like Epic was kind of, you know, they were sneaky on this one because the same day that um, the game was withdrawn from the App Store or removed from the App Store, they issued like a 32-page uh, lawsuit against Apple. So they were prepared for this. Um from uh from uh the beginning um so there was there was some back thought uh there um but this you know it hurts gamers um that they're doing this um because a lot of a lot of players are um saying well you know why can't you just drop this new payment system while you're legally fighting apple f over this so we can at least play the game at the same time but they don't seem to respond to that. Um, yeah, so, um, you know, it's, um, it's a complicated question. I don't know your view on this. What, what do you think? Um, I'm basically the same view as you are there in, in regards to the things that, in regards to the players, that players are getting hurt by this, uh, by this legal stuff. Um, but you know, Epic isn't really the first company to do this with Apple. Uh, I know Spotify did the same thing a couple of years ago, uh, and then and other major players did as well. Uh, so it's been up there a couple of times. Uh, so I think that Epic did this not only to just get publicity, because that's, I think it, this is kind of a publicity stunt, but also um, in terms of hurting players, they also hurt the the developers because Epic dropped the support for building to Mac later on. Yeah. So you can't, you, with their Unreal Engine, uh, I don't know if, if they went and put it up there again, but I think uh, the last time I checked, you couldn't actually build stuff for the Apple platform, the iOS and the uh, Mac OS. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, uh, it's not just the players that get uh, the headache. The, the the ones that create games and uh, do things the old-fashioned way by going for one of the the major players that are epic in this case uh, and as well uh, Mac I mean uh, Apple but there's also the thing that that um, whenever you epic really wants to set foot here and make their case not only in regards to uh, the the Apple platform, but also just to get publicity, right? Because Epic is getting bombarded with a whole lot of uh, different kinds of engines and other uh, industries want to get into the game, uh, take part of the game industry. Uh, and, you know, Epic wants to show everyone that, hey, we got the best engine there. Come and get ours. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know how how well that really fits with the publicity stunts for getting people to acknowledge their engine uh, when they do this kinds of things. But yeah, in regards to the the fight in in all in all, I'm really not into. I am taking sides with Apple, even though I don't don't really like the Apple. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the company per se, and I'm really not much of an iOS fan either. I do like the their products; they're really good, they're really uh, handy, and they do stuff really well. And they are cost efficient uh, in terms of long longevity and stuff. But in terms for for me as a game developer or uh, gamer, I don't really like the the Apple platform that much. Well, you know, it's it's kind of a high threshold to get into Apple. I mean iOS development, for example, because you need to have a Mac, right? You can't develop yeah, on exactly. anything else, so you need to have a Mac, and then and and then you can you can get Xcode, and then you have to pay a yearly fee. Like I know I pay that because I'm an Apple developer unofficially. Yeah, I just dropped I just dropped out of it <laughs> just yeah. like a month ago. You pay like a hundred dollars a year, and you you get uh you get to be a developer basically, and you get the development tools um but yeah i mean just buying buying a mac which is not always the cheapest 
uh, you could buy an old Mac, uh, but they're not cheap because they they kind of keep their value very well, their secondhand value. So, yeah. Um, and you don't want to work on something that's ancient. Uh, so you would have to pay uh, quite a substantial amount of money for something that maybe doesn't have the the best hardware. And and that's you know if you're one developer, if you're several developers in one team, then you need to buy Macs for everybody uh, to develop on 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 that game or um application because it's the same thing for app developers so it's a pretty high threshold when you yeah when you but i want to just add in to one of the things there uh in regards to having multiple macbooks uh or mac development uh hardwares um in terms of support you get a more cost-efficient uh version of dev kits or development uh, hardware because you don't have to support the update crashes that windows gives to, gives you once in a while um yeah. you don't have to worry about the drivers and stuff because things work out of the box most of the time uh so in terms of that and in terms of ecosystem the there are a lot of companies opting for ios or mac os i would say yeah uh, because of the cost efficiency in terms of support yeah um, and i mean um you can at least with because <laughs> mac is going to go to arm so we'll see what the future brings for people oh, that yeah. want to <laughs> to run both windows and you know mac os on one device because you could say well you know i'm buying a mac to develop on ios but i can also run windows on this machine as a dual boot device and then i can develop for you know i can use unity to develop for whatever i want to or i can use unreal engine or something like that yeah unreal engine did have have support for mac os natively they don't have it now but you could dual boot to to windows and and still do that so um for you're still <laughs> that is kind of sneaky yeah, it is. I mean, it's an it's a definite. It's something that I just thought about right now. Yeah, that you can but you do. can't. But you can't build for uh, the OS. Yeah, that's you true. Just, you can that's just true. build for the for the other ones. Yeah, uh, but not, if if um, if you only buy an Apple device or a Mac, a MacBook Pro, or something like that, you're not limited to just Mac OS. That's that's the point that I was trying to make. Just because. You, you buy a computer, which is pretty decent. They don't always have the best hardware for the money, right? You're, you're, pray, you're paying for the brand, uh, a substantial amount of money, I would say. Um, but you can still run Windows and you can still develop in Unity and develop for iOS at the same time and develop in Unreal, even though you can't actually compile your application for iOS or, or Mac OS or whatever, but you can still develop uh, those things so you could get away with just well you say it's an investment because i can develop to several to several several platforms from this one hardware device that i'm buying from apple um but when it comes to the 30 percent 15 percent thing um they they have some sets of rules so of course on free apps they don't take anything um and on ads inside apps they don't take anything either apparently i didn't know that actually i thought that that they took 30 percent or 15 at least but they don't um it's when you get into in-app payments that they start uh taking 15 or 30. it depends it's like if you're a subscription app then you, they take 30 percent the first year and then it drops down to 15 i think um, so that's that's how that thing works and and then they have divided it's all on the apple website if you want to find out more but they have divided the apps into different types of services because if if you're providing for example let's say you're an electrician or something um, or you have a physical warehouse um, and people can buy stuff through your app either services like an electrician they can book you through your app or they can buy t-shirts or whatever Apple gets none of that. So so if it's physical goods, they don't really get any piece of that pie. Um, it's just online um, in-app services or in-app buys um, that, that they actually take money off. 
Um, and I don't know how it is for developers because I don't know any like mobile developers, either game developers or app developers and how it hits this, how this 30% thing hits on them, to be honest. Um, if you're looking at Team Sweeney, he's going to tell you that, oh, it's horrible, right? It's, <laughs> yeah, because, uh, so if if we're going, so what's Epic agenda, uh, Epic's agenda here? The Epic's agenda is that they want to compete with the App Store on iOS, right? So they want competing App Stores because right now, if you don't jailbreak your iPhone, which I this podcast does, doesn't recommend to jailbreak anything and void your warranty or something, <laughs> <laughs> right? Uh, but but um, if you don't do that, then there's no alternative app store. Or like you have an Android, you know, sideloading of APKs uh, from unknown, sor- unknown sources. iOS is a closed environment. It's a closed platform. Um, so there's no other way for you to install an app than going through the App Store. And what Epic is saying is that they want the right to compete with Apple on their own platform using a, another App Store that they themselves build or anyone else builds. Like it is, you know, on Windows, for example. On Windows, you can have Steam, you can have Origin, you can have Uplay, epic game store right you you have the same thing happen the same thing on on android there's you can have hundreds of uh, different kinds of app stores i mean samsung has one uh and up until recently i didn't really see the 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 benefit of having one separate uh, because most of the time you can find both the every app that you're looking for in both uh, stores but just the other day i realized that there was one one thing uh, I can't really remember which one. Oh yeah, uh, there's this uh, drawing app that I'm using for uh, on Windows. I don't use Photoshop. I've tried to move away from Photoshop because of I don't like subscriptions and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so I'm try. I've tried. I found two different kinds of uh, software, a piece of uh, software. One of them is the Affinity Suite, which is basically just a one-time fee. And there is another one called Clip Studio, Clip Paint Studio, and the Clip Paint Studio has a has an, a specific app for Samsung, which you can only find uh, in the Samsung store. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And I was really bummed out because I don't have a Samsung Samsung phone phone <laughs> for once. <laughs> Usually I go for Samsung, but this time I went for OnePlus. And oh, yeah. yeah, bummer. <laughs> yeah, that's because I know that I had a or have a Sony Xperia, you know, tablet or whatever. I, I don't know if it was an Xperia or something, but they had their own app store as well or Play Store or whatever they called it. Uh, so I, I know that it's been possible on Android. I don't know why, because Epic is suing Google as well. Um, but on that one, I'm not <laughs> really. Yeah, they, they they sued both Apple and Google at the same time. Um, but why but Google? Because I, it's I open. don't know. I mean... I'm not very clear on that, and I haven't checked <laughs> yeah, that right. out too much. But because it's like, like you said, so on Google you can have competing app stores. Basically, you can sideload apps as well. Um, so it's pretty open from that. I think that the Googles uh, was for contributing to like a monopoly or something like that. Um, so so kind of them teaming up with Apple to have some world monopoly on um, yeah, right. mobile devices or something like that, uh, which I find a, a bit odd, you know, because Android is pretty open and you can do many, many things with it. Um, so yeah, I don't really know. Um, but so this competing thing that they, that they're after, um, like you said, it might be one, a publicity stunt because they're kind of pushing things to the extreme, you know, team Sweeney, which is the, the VD for, uh, or CEO for Epic games. Um, I follow him on Twitter and sometimes some of the things he said are, are very exaggerated because he he's like well you know apple says that we have uh 500 um people that are reviewing over a hundred thousand apps 
or something like that every week or whatever and he calculated that to like okay that's about 13 minutes per app and you take 30 percent right well you know most of the apps are free first and foremost so that's not that's not correct to say like <laughs> right and and then i mean it's kind of let's let's say let's let's put it this way before there was an iphone what was there right you didn't have smartphones so um what all of these developers and all of these companies that have been created um have been a product of apple creating this platform right um so indirectly or uh, indirectly maybe even directly they have generated a lot of jobs because now you know there are app developer companies and game developing on mobile companies uh, and studios and stuff all over the place so they have generated a lot of jobs that's one thing uh, now i'm i'm gonna look at it from epic side as well i guess but job generation is is one thing and then the other thing is that apple has said from the beginning that this is a closed platform this isn't something that is open because i know like windows um is a more open platform it's an operating system as well but like we said you can have game stores and you can have apps for for from third party whatever you can install whatever you want on your on your computer but apple has from the start said that this is closed right? this is ours and then you know i i feel that it's kind of their right to set the rules on their own platform to be honest um and i don't know how for example um how how do epic where do they get support for uh, building applications for iOS and macOS using Unreal Engine, for example? Because they they need to get it from Apple, I'm guessing. I mean, they're using the API. Uh, there, it's not only using the API; it's actually doing the same thing as in Unity. You have to have uh, Xcode installed. Okay. Yeah. Uh, well, that was the last time I checked it out. Might be different this uh, this time around, but yeah, it was quite a while ago that I looked yeah. into it, and it was basically the same. You need to have uh, both the iOS, uh, I mean the uh, the Xcode installed and the the connection between them. Yeah, so basically they're they're using Xcode to compile these things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I don't so think you can compile it without Xcode. Exactly, that's what I mean. I mean, <laughs> so when they're saying things like we want to compete with Apple on their own platform, right? Um, through our game store, but those will be games created with Apple's APIs and software. So, I mean, if, if you're Apple and somebody tells you, okay, we want to compete against you on your own platform, breaking the rules that you set for us, using your tools that you spend a lot of money in developing <laughs> each year and maintaining uh and then you say yeah sure <laughs> it's <laughs> like i mean when you think about it that way it sounds kind of crazy right because it's it's like well you know okay no because it's a very closed system so i mean how do you how, how do you allow something like that it's it's not like Microsoft. Microsoft, you can you can use a, a different compilers and you can use different editors. You don't have to use Visual Studio, for example, to develop for. I, think it, I mean, if you if you want to use if you want to compile for the uh, the Mac OS, uh, you need to have. But I think in in order to com just compile stuff, if you have not only if you don't use the game engines as uh, in the unreal engine or the unity engine etc uh, you can actually have your own compiler so i don't think mm. there is a problem there yeah. but yeah in from the view of uh, of epic yeah you need to use uh, i mean from the unreal engine standpoint you need to use there yeah exactly um i mean uh, sure for for building applications for mac os you can use whatever you want because you can use make to create c 
and C++ exactly. programs, exactly like you would on any operating system, like on Linux or something, you would do yeah. basically the same. So those are open alternatives. You don't have to use Xcode to create your application. It, it helps using Xcode. Last time I, I used Xcode for a long time ago, this is like 2008 or something when Xcode was still kind of simple, but also nice in its simplicity. I, I really liked that about it um but um yeah it was it was definitely very very smooth to to use uh compared to make where you have to you know manage your build system and create your make files and all that but i mean you you can choose but for ios that's different because for ios you can't really choose you need to use xcode and you need to have the ios extensions i guess uh and be and to get the ios extensions you need to be registered as a developer uh, so um, that's a bit more complicated but that's just because uh, mac os is isn't a closed platform in the same sense that um that ios is ios is extremely extremely closed and you have to follow this very strict um, um workflow i would say uh, to create apps for it but that's, I mean, they, they, this isn't a surprise. This, this hasn't come yesterday, right? No, this is something that has been around for quite a while. Yeah, since they launched the iPhone, basically. I mean, since, since they launched the iPhone, they, they've introduced new APIs, uh, probably uh, improvements to Xcode and the development tools and, and all that, that developers can use to create new awesome things on, on their devices. But, you know, it's it's not that it's not like they they flipped the the thing on on epic and said well you know not anymore guys now you can't do that it was pretty clear <laughs> so you know. um i just thought of something you know um the epic uh, the company epic is owned by 40 percent uh, by tencent yeah. i wonder how much of this is something that tencent is pushing because you know yeah. tencent is the biggest company in terms of revenue worldwide yeah. and i'm thinking that hey they want to create their own platform uh and they want to publish stuff through through their their stuff and i would guess that sometime in the future they will create their own mobile cell phones and consoles and whatever yeah. um so i'm actually th thinking hmm, how, how much of this is actually pushed by tencent and that would be really interesting to see if you could see anything like this from the other games that tencent is owning right i mean they they're not only do they push uh do they own epic games but they also own blue hole studio a couple of percent ubisoft a couple of percent yeah even blizzard oh uh, wow that, i didn't yeah. know that that's cool so they they kind of have their fingers in everything yeah, yeah, they're. I mean, they're huge. Uh, but they can. The, the funny thing is that, from my point of view, Tencent is a company that they're the guys that hey, I want to do this as well, but I can't do it, so I buy everything. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's easier to do my that than to yeah. create your own things. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, th yeah, that's my view of Tencent, and you know that mm -hmm. the Right Games is owned by a hundred percent. Yeah, uh, which is huge in terms of Tencent. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it'll be fun to see. It'll be really cool to see in in the future if any of the other games or studios do something similar or go in the same direction. Or whenever Tencent launches this Tencent Tencent publishing game client or whatever, um, uh, if you can find the other games there as well. I think this could be something that Tencent is pushing now that I think about it, because like you said, uh, Epic wants to have their own store and they want to have their own platform. And I'm guessing, uh, well, the whole gaming industry is going towards that. So every major publisher nowadays has their own uh, game launcher yeah, where yeah. You, can, you can buy stuff both virtually and also with physical currency yeah. where you can buy games and cosmetics and show off your what is it achievements and stuff yeah it, which it is really annoying exploded right uh, yeah it the, has i think i think as well it's annoying because it, it's like well 
you know you you have the epic game store and then like you said you have the, the uplay thing from ubisoft yeah and ea and has their own yeah they have the origin launcher or they're kind of rebranding that to something else i can't really remember and and then microsoft is gonna have their own thing for like uh, project x cloud and and they they do have this game pass thing where you can uh, it's also a subscription uh where you play all their games from you know microsoft studios and stuff um but it, i yeah I but think you know microsoft makes sense microsoft nintendo and play uh, yeah. sony all of those make sense because they are platform holders. They 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 have these the these consoles yeah, yeah. and well they have Windows Phone, but I don't know if there's anyone left using that it. Doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. I'm yeah. sorry to tell you. <laughs> uh, but so so they're actually they're holding these platforms, and of course they want to have their own uh, launchers or uh, places where they publish stuff because it's uh, easier for for players to get content. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. But in terms of uh, every publishing company having their own launcher, it's just an annoying thing for 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 players. And there are, I mean, not only are the the the, the publishers having these uh, launchers and platforms, there are also places where where you can buy stuff like GOG or GOG or whatever you want to call it. Um, you have Humble Bundle which lets yeah. you buy a lot and you of have steam games. of course and you have steam yeah. and yeah so not only is it everyone everyone wants to have their piece of cake piece of the cake and now when they're when the cloud computing or cloud gaming thing starts to show up i guess that that would be one of the reasons why i would go for the publishers uh well, yeah, I, I I, we we I mean we can get into that as well because there there there's some things to be said about that. But I mean, you end up with all these clients, and and one one thing that has happened um, and has been a, a a trend, it kind of started, I think, late last year. But um, EA Games has had this for quite some time, where you you know you buy a subscription and you can play all of their games and that must have gone pretty well for them because ubisoft did that and they said well you know oh 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 you have also the battlenet launcher i forgot about that one blizzard's oh, yeah. own thing <laughs> yeah but but so so but that is only for the blizzard games right yeah 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 okay so it's not really for for other games uh, because I, uh, i'm thinking the 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 ones that what is it what is it called supercell no super dead cell there, yeah. there's a there's a game called dead cell right yeah. i think it, it exists on multiple platforms i'm thinking of those uh in those terms games yeah. that you can find on multiple platforms yeah uh well they could be accessible uh, that would be one of the reasons why i would go for it but on the other hand there are also games like you said uh exclusive for yeah i don't yeah. know i'm yeah. just annoyed by this <laughs> Yeah, I mean, me as well, because, because they, they've started with the subscription models where you, you know, you you pay EA Games $15 a month or something, $14.99, and you can play all of their games. And then you, you, you do the same with Ubisoft and you, you get to you get to play or all of their games. Uh, and now more are kind of joining in, 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 in that direction where you... And I know that, like, like you said, every studio slash publisher, like Rockstar Games, have their own launcher now, and it's just annoying because you end up with having ten different launchers for for the different games. It's like I don't care; just let me buy the game on DVD again or something so I can play it. <laughs> wow, you go way back. <laughs> it's no, not even I mean, Blu-ray anymore. It's, it, it's DVD. It's, yeah, it's it's so annoying. I, it, it, you have to install that and you have to install this. And then, you know, some, some of them don't even work well as software, right? They, ju they just suck because it's kind of a, <laughs> it's kind of a late afterthought and they're laggy i know the rockstar games launcher was like what in the hell is this because <laughs> you know i i bought dead uh, dead redemption 2 from steam yeah 
and then from so so you're expecting well you know steam is gonna download this game for me and i'm gonna play it and then i'm done super nice it but it doesn't happen that way <laughs> you buy the game <laughs> steam downloads it for you for you and then you start the game and the game says well you're missing the rockstar launcher it's like okay <laughs> download here okay download the rockstar launcher and then it's like oh you need the rockstar account it's like okay i have to create that okay now create the account oh now you can play it's like wait a minute and and sounds and like every time you play every time you buy a game for the ps4 whenever you come home i mean you know i've i have these memories of going into the store and buying a physical copy of a ps4 game and i'm really excited like final fantasy i think it was 16 or something uh or maybe 14 the new one uh yeah whichever 13 was one at least but 13 it's... was on ps3 and then there was 14 okay. which was online 15 it is yeah uh so I went and bought the PS uh, this Final Fantasy 15, uh, and I got home and I was like, "Yeah, I want to play this." And as soon as it started up, it says that you need to download the download package, which <laughs> takes like two hours. <laughs> <laughs> you you basically killed off all of my excitement there. Yeah. Thank yeah. you. Thank you for it. Yeah. Thank these you. you know these small technical things are what makes you. I mean, it it doesn't start the journey into the game right. You know, it, it's yeah. like it's like Rockstar. If I have to create a Rockstar account and download their launcher and everything, it's like, well, I'm just excited. Like you said, I'm excited to play the game. And of course, like also, like you said, the PS4 had this weird thing where, you know, they kind of limited download speed for some reason. They weren't utilizing yeah. that. You could like <laughs> pause and then unpause or cancel and start it all over again. It's like 10 times faster. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> what's happening here and then they had this you know because they have this half sleep mode thing where they do run updates and and uh, the console wakes up and does some things um, and that went really fast so one trick was to kind of download when it was in this half sleep mode and it would go like full speed but it wouldn't when it was booted into the operating system and it's like what what's what's this <laughs> But it, it just ruins it. it you know, it, it, yeah, you're, it you're still going to play the game because you, you bought the game and probably it looks interesting and, and you want to you wanna play it. But it kind of kills off that initial excitement where you're like, oh, I want to play this. Um, yeah. When and especially to... Final Fantasy XV, uh, for me, was a really, it was a real letdown because the first like three hours or so, you're just driving around with the car basically <laughs> which, was, which was really weird uh, because i want to fight monsters i want to have the storyline and stuff yeah uh, of course there was a, a bit uh story stuff going on but yeah, yeah. my absolute favorite memory from the uh from the 15 series uh, 15 game was i went out during the night and i took the wrong step basically and <laughs> all of a sudden there was a huge monster and just took one swing and I was dead. <laughs> that was amazing. So what, what just happened? Is this really supposed to be happening? <laughs> what just happened here? Yeah. Yeah, but that's fun. That's uh, yeah, it was fun. Uh, surprises like that are nice. Yeah, exactly. It's like, ah, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't be here. You, not at this level. Sorry, wrong turn. <laughs> hey, hello, beautiful. <laughs> basically <laughs> yeah well um yeah, yeah. sorry no it's, anyway it's okay. i was thinking in, in terms of uh tencent as well i just looked up a couple of other companies that they uh invest in and own and yeah. there's a swedish company here called fat shark um okay. which they which are known for warhammer if you know that yeah 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 yeah, yeah. Yeah, Fat Shark um, is owned by 36% by uh, Tencent. There's mm -hmm. also Discord. Discord is uh, has had the uh, the honor of getting money from Tencent as well. So who knows how yeah. much of this would, podcast or any other ones <laughs> <laughs> is monitored by Tencent or the Chinese government. <laughs> 
Yeah. They're like, they're talking about us. Delete episode <laughs> now. <laughs> Every time they say Tencent, it's like, it's, it's going to be <laughs> censored. It's like, guys, what's wrong with your recording? Listeners are going to gonna start emailing us uh, and say, well, guys, what's wrong with your recording? Why are you recording so much? What's the weird beeps in, in your recording? <laughs> Who are you talking about? We're trying to figure out. <laughs> well, we're no, talking about beep. But I was thinking about one thing. Doesn't Tencent own TikTok? um no i think tiktok is owned by another chinese company okay called um what was it called i have no idea i that it's called something else yeah, but I, i'm i'm guessing they have their foot there as well a couple of fingers yeah because an in interesting twist on this whole apple epic thing is that well um they they were some there were some feuds between the American government and TikTok. They wanted yeah. to forbid it, right? And yeah. this could be some kind of a payback. Uh, but now this is very, I mean, cons- conspiracy theory. But this episode is about politics, so we're take we're we're taking those uh, those paths. Um, yeah. But I mean, it it probably will be affecting uh, the gaming industry as well. It's not just the the TikTok app. Yeah. I mean, Tencent is Chinese. And the, the American government government doesn't like the Chinese government basically, and they're spying stuff. So yeah. Riot Games might actually be having issues with them in the near future. Yeah, uh, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even even Blizzard or whatever could be having difficulties with the Trump administration if they opt for going down this path of like rooting out all the Chinese things yeah, within yeah. the. Uh, the the government uh yeah like you said tiktok is chinese but it's owned by byte dance okay it was it was basically it was bought off a company called musically oh yeah 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 that's, that's or maybe uh, they merged with it yeah i i uh, recognize that actually um that that this musically thing um yeah. but yeah because that would have been an interesting twist on the whole thing on this retaliation from epic and you know they they say that it's for the developers i you know if i if i look at how much epic has done for the developers and how much apple has done for the developers i don't know i think it kind of swings a bit more into apple's favor um that is an interesting thought there yeah Hmm. Because in terms of game developers, I would say Apple hasn't done much. But in terms exactly, of... no. I mean, of course, there are there are game developing studios that are um, mobile based and have been created because Apple has created this market. Of course. Yeah, exactly. Only for um, the for the iOS and those kinds of exactly because they. Yeah. I mean, let's face it the i the iPhones and the iPads are really powerful devices for for playing games on. Yeah, and I think it was the first the first physical I mean physics based game. What was it called? Angry Birds. Yeah, was that yeah. was that the first physics? I think it was on Could the be. iPhone, right? Um, yeah, they were they were on Android as well. I think I I played it on Android. Yeah, um, but that came later because of uh, hardware issues. I think. Could be yeah. Yeah, I mean it's um it's a bit different for Android because Android is is a bit like i i think of android as the windows of mobile of the mobile world they have to kind of support many type of devices although the yeah it's a fragmented uh platform yeah i mean yeah you um, don't you don't only have the 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 pads and the phones you also have routers going for the android uh exactly you have information studio uh, information systems within cars run on android many times uh and i mean who knows what else yeah it's it's basically a a lot of different types of hardware it's gonna be arm uh most probably but different types of processors you know with different different configurations and whatnot well whereas apple controls their own manufacturing so they know exactly what they have in 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 their devices and the variations of those is isn't as big as 
yeah, when they go from generation to generation. But um, I think they're going the same, down the same path. They're about to anyway, and because of these new, there are a lot of low-end iPhones nowadays. Uh, you have a lot of different resolutions on the iPhones that that come out. I mean, even if even the next generation iPhone, uh, basically has three or four different resolutions and three or four different hardware yeah. specifications. The, Whereas previously you just had the iPhone and the iPhone S version of it. Yeah, that's true. But you know how it is. They, Apple has a much longer support for their devices than Android yeah, does. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, I mean, you're looking at, I don't know how long it is now, but they do have five years support or something, which is a really long time, to be honest, for, for one device. But that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that's one thing that makes them great. Um, and also, I mean, <laughs> you you know that it's an American company when you say that <laughs> when you start off with make X great again. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> 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 but I mean, Apple. When I'm when I'm looking at the whole industry, I think that you know, in terms of how much they have contributed to to industry, if you're looking at to the industry overall, like developers in general not only game developers um i think that it's apple's slight advantage to be honest because they, they've created so many different markets and so many different businesses and business opportunities with their platform i don't think epic is close to that to be honest i mean of course they they they've done a lot for game developers i'm not taking that away from them ever uh because unreal engine is still you know one of the best engines that you could use um and and so on but when you look at the whole industry i think that when when you're talking about like creating jobs and opportunities um i think that apple might might have done more to be honest um for if you look at the the whole thing but yeah i don't know it's hard I'm, to say i'm wondering because yeah sure they they're in innovation company uh, and they basically were the innovators of smartphones but once you have a smartphone out it's out and i don't think that yeah in the beginning it was really cool to be an apple developer but nowadays i don't think that i think that they lost the touch ever since well, steve jobs yeah. died uh they basically went the i feel that they're going the same way as any other tech company and the latest generation or maybe two generations of iPhones have been really eh. Yeah. I don't I, I'm not I really agree. impressed I mean, at they're, all. They're taking the safe way or something. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and also in terms of creating jobs, yeah sure. Um I can concur. I can agree to that, but that was more of an a previous thing, I guess. Yeah. Wasn't really that much. It, I don't see the same, the same development going on now. I know that they 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 created this platform for players, this exclusivity, exclusivity, for people to, to be part of. And they really wanted to be there because it was really cool to be there. And now that it's open, I don't really know that. I don't know. They they don't they don't create that that much of a buzz anymore for me to be impressed by them just as much as previously i, agree. I mean anytime there was anytime there was a new thing coming out from apple you knew that wow this is going to change something uh i mean just look at the uh not only the iphones but also previously the the i what was it called iPod? The, the music thing the ipod yeah thanks yeah. uh that changed the music industry as well right yeah, uh, and they built a whole, they built a whole ecosystem around it as well. Yeah, but I don't see them doing the same thing anymore, and therefore I don't think. Yeah, up until this, up up until Steve Jobs, I can agree to you one hundred percent. Apple did a lot for developers, uh, because they created the buzz. But after afterwards, I feel like Epic is gaining on them, and not only in terms of. Uh, developing games but also in terms of gaining foothold in under, other industries such as the uh, the what is it, architectural visualization stuff uh, the simulation stuff yeah. um, 
the car industry, all of them are like looking into Unreal Engine and the Unreal ecosystem because it's not it's not just the Unreal Engine that they they provide. They also provide an ecosystem around their product with yeah. a lot of support and a lot of things going on. I know that here in in Sweden, even Saab has a collaboration with Unreal with Epic Games. Uh, oh, and cool. Saab is basically one of the most slow-moving companies because of its huge uh, or its legacy, basically. Yeah. yeah. Because of because they are a company that is that are owned and doing stuff for the military, they are really slowing adding new stuff to their repertoire. But yeah, yeah. Even Epic has managed to get in there. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So. No, I mean I agree. I think what what is happening is um, <laughs> actually Steve Jobs was when I saw one a person that mentioned this, and I think that was very accurate. I saw an old video with him. It was from the early '90s where he said that um, well, a monopoly is the worst thing that can happen to a company just because um, engineers lose their positions as you know influential positions because it doesn't really matter so let's say that you have a market where you have a monopoly you have a product or something a program that you're selling and since engineers can come up with cool features and stuff but it doesn't really matter if you add them because you still have a monopoly right um so what happens inside the company is that the the only the only way to show progress is by um, employing different economy techniques so accountants and economists and and these guys are the ones that get central positions in the company and then the innovation kind of stops because engineers can't really say and you know economy people will say oh we have to cut things here and we have to we don't have to invest in this and we don't have to do that so when another company comes with a competing product you're sitting there um, with the wrong leadership in your company because all the engineers, they've, they've lost their influential positions, which is kind of true because I've, I've been through that um, and, and that has actually happened when you have this, it doesn't have to be a full monopoly, but like dominate the market in such a, in such a way that nobody else can really compete with you they can compete but they they can't because of financial stuff um but yeah you know financial people are the only ones that can show true progress when you get to that stage so they are the ones that get these leadership positions which means that engineers and innovation kind of stop doing what they're doing um and then they just think in terms of money and all that and and that's when it kind of stops and i'm hoping that apple isn't headed that way but i know that tim cook for example he's he's not an engineer guy he's a financial guy so that's also an issue i think i mean he he thinks more in terms of money but i can't talk for apple because i don't know the inside of apple how they drive their organization or how much engineers actually have to say about things and how they do stuff but yeah at the end of the day tim cook is a financial guy um an economist or whatever um he's not an engineer and for that better or worse i don't know but it's like you said i would say that's like actually a good thing to have an economist being the one that is leading a company because you need to think of uh i mean i've had i have my own company uh, as well, so I'm coming with a different angle here, uh, and I'm thinking that having the engineer hat as um, as a leader will make you look into things that are really cool and do stuff that are really cool, but basically no one wants to use. Whereas having an engineer, I mean non-engineer guy, looking at stuff, they tend to go about it the way that hey, what does the market need? And then go for it. And then, of course, the engineers have a hard time coping with it because engineers basically hate <laughs> the economists, right? We do. Uh, 
we because really we <laughs> we really want to have something that is a cool that we can be proud of and we want to solve stuff that are really hard to solve yeah. and if no one uses them then who cares <laughs> we just yeah, did something really cool you know you know how it is nobody knows what they want until you show it to them right it's it's yeah, kind of yeah, true. But as coming through and and uh, looking at it through the economy side of it, you get to see that hey, okay, we put these resources into this, and let's see if uh, if the market uh, re replies to it and reacts to it in the way that we want to, and then you add even more uh, resources. Whereas an engineer would probably say that hey, this is a problem that we think we can uh, we can have here and then they put a lot of yeah, research into it uh, or just it doesn't have to be a lot of resources it could just be one guy but for like the whole year and then in the end no one you if no one uses it then you basically just yeah done stuff that is that are really unuseful and unnecessary for no reason at all for a whole year and that yeah. would be kind of demoting as well yeah demotivating uh, i know it's it's um <laughs> We engineers do tend to solve problems for a solution that maybe nobody ever will 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 ever see. To be honest, yeah. But it's it's like you want the best solution, and then you think of all the use cases that that and all fault cases or whatever that can come up, and you're like, oh, we have to solve this, and oh, damn, I thought of another thing. We have to solve this, <laughs> and we have to. You solve basically this. solve. Yeah. We basically solve world hunger <laughs> within the first like yeah basically mathematical yeah, with, with your feature because you're you're doing <laughs> yeah, exactly. your feature and, uh, and and it's like well you know I solve this and then we need this and we we need this and uh, yeah it's it's a balance there you you need someone to tell you yeah, wait wait a minute our customers aren't even using these features uh, they're I using mean, it why, like this it's, that's why it's, Apple is such a successful company right because they do stuff or at least they did. They created stuff that people wanted and they did it using the scarcity principle as well so they create this hyper random and then just put out a couple of these really cool products that just a few people could pay yeah, a lot of money for for, for no reason those those products were not developed by economists that's that's the thing um, they were not developed by them but i can assure you that the 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 hype that they created around them was not made by engineers as well. It no, was no. done. They, yeah. It was done by the marketing and economists and, uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean they they have had a, um, and still do have a very, um, very good way of describing their products. Right, they're very good at it. I I think that they're very good at packaging their products as a whole solution and and also very good at talking about their products they're always like this is the best that we've created this is the blah 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 this is the blah 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 and <laughs> sounds like a trailer yeah i mean they but that's this what they is do. the best you've ever done yeah you'll never be able but to see I something mean, if like you watch, this if you watch their keynotes th that's what they do they basically yeah, yeah. market the with jesus out of that thing and uh by the way i think uh Steve Jobs was an economist, wasn't he? Um, he I don't think that he was Harvard, but um, I don't know what what he was gonna. Think I think of. it was, was it going Harvard for or Stanford. I can't remember. I mean, he wasn't. Um, he was no tech guy. Nah, he 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 was more of a visionary guy. Uh, he wasn't an engineer in itself. Uh, he when when he and Steve Wozniak met up. Uh, Steve Wozniak was the guy that was the tech guy. He was the one that created. But I know that. I mean, they they did wrote uh, write software together and stuff. Um, but yeah, he wasn't a real tech guy. But he was. I mean, he was a visionary. He was like, well, you know, I see this and this and that happening, and this is the way we should go. And they did have a bunch of economists. I mean, that's basically why he was forced to leave Apple for the first time, just because um, they didn't agree with his decisions. They, the economy guys, <laughs> so so he was off the board, and then they they got into trouble because they were making these products that 
nobody wanted to buy basically um and then he came back and and yeah the rest is history but um yeah i think that there there needs to be a balance there um but it's it's also good for innovation if if engineers have roles where they can speak up uh, that's that's important um and then when it comes to this epic against apple fight we'll see what happens i mean <clears throat> i don't know how developers think of this if they think that 30 percent is a lot or if it's okay to be or... honest i think 30 percent is a lot yeah it seems I, to I be do, the industry standard That's... yeah i mean 30 percent is really much think of it in this in this way um you as a game developer you create stuff for yeah, a bunch of different uh let's say just just for the sake of it uh you create just a game for for the mac os right you do this maybe for a year or two and if you want to like put a number on it just to have, like i don't know say a million swedish crown just to be on the lower end of it then you want to pay your publisher if you don't do it yourself uh which is basically I say thirty percent just just to make this a bit funnier. So say your publisher takes thirty percent, and uh, first of all, they need to be paid back before you get any money. Yeah. So you they they have this. I don't. I can't. I can't remember the name of it. But uh, so they take their cut. If they give you half of your or full development costs, they want to have at least half of it before you get any money and then you get you put stuff on the uh on the mac os platform and 30 percent gets uh taken from you there as well uh and then if you want to go for marketing and stuff for yourself and you don't do it through the the publisher uh you lose a bunch of money there as well so there's a lot of things going on around building game which basically each and every instance of those take a percentage of your win. In the end, you just make a couple of dollars, <laughs> yeah. basically, because yeah. you need to pay your developers as well, right? Yeah. And the company, the company. If you're lucky, sure, you get a lot of, uh, you get a lot of payback, but uh, a payout. I mean, but yeah. for the most time, it's a really harsh industry in terms of. Uh, making money off if you want to create if you want to be rich you shouldn't get into game development because game dev is something that it's hard to get rich in it's yeah. probably easier just start off a, start up a, a tech company and just do stuff regular web pages or <laughs> whatever yeah, <laughs> not yeah, that there is true. anything wrong there but it's there are so many frameworks out there there's so many it's so easy for you to get started in terms of starting a company and the pay the payout that you get from that is so much more than a game uh development yeah there are too many middlemen in in the gaming industry or game creation it's like everybody needs their cut because now it's like i i would say um oh yeah we're past the hour mark but um, yeah i would say that if if this ends up with um apple taking less lowering their their fee i think it's they're a not. good thing um, i don't think they will because I if they do either. then they're they're gonna have a lot of troubles with a lot of different developers that have done that are on their platform yeah so I they're mean, gonna they're gonna have a lot of issues with a lot of developers saying that hey from now on, from now on you'll get 15 percent instead of 30 percent uh so yeah i don't know i think that's i I don't think that they're gonna lower it, at least not to fifteen. Maybe twenty-five. Maybe. Yeah, maybe twenty. Not but, much. But yeah. I mean, if it if it ends up with much. them lowering lowering the the fee, that that's a good thing. I mean, it's a good thing for yeah. the developers. Um, but, but like I said, I, Spotify has done this previously. Um, yeah. There are a lot, a bunch of other companies that have done it, and let's just be blunt. There, everyone wants to make more money that's the only reason that epic does this because yeah. they want to have they, they want to get out more money from their from their yeah. product i i mean i i was i was 
I'll end it with this, but I was also very skeptical to Epic's intentions of helping all developers. It's like, um, first and foremost, Epic is taking care of Epic. <laughs> this is yeah, exactly. a universal yeah. truth, right? Yeah. Um, and, and they know how much money they make off Fortnite, to be honest. They do. And they want to make more. That's basically it. Yeah. All right. Well, I mean, if, you, if anybody, if any of our listeners have any other thoughts and, uh, about this, uh, it would be interesting to know. So you, you guys can comment in our, our, on our Instagram or, you know, send us a mail at puzzling.passion.gmail.com or whatever. Um, it would be interesting to know. But yeah, thanks for this week. Uh, thank you, Juicy. Yeah, thank you, Maxi Boy. And There's a lot to be said about politics, uh, yeah. but I think it's a good thing to stop it right here <laughs> yeah yeah i think so too great then uh yeah we'll see you next week have a nice day uh gg juicy gg <laughs> <laughs> bye bye, -bye. bye, -bye.